What's up, PlayStation Universe, and welcome to episode 8 of PlayStation Fix. I am Will Robinson, and joining me this week are all of our members of Wake Force. So it's yeah. myself, and we've got senior editors Adam Byrne. Hi there. Kyle Prawl. Woohoo! And Ernest Lynn. Hi, Sai. Hello. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I like I, I like that. I was waiting for what you were gonna say because I'm like, all right, I'm I'm still playing around with my intro. I'm still I haven't found my catchphrase yet. Uh, I don't like woohoo. <laughs> just, like, just to put that there. That's a placeholder TBA. <laughs> it is very much. It's very much. <laughs> but I have uh, I have no idea what what came after me. All right. Well, <laughs> Kyle and Ernest, they just got back from PSX. X. They had a lot of fun. Stream. A lot of coverage. We did. Lo- that, lots of, there were lots of things to talk that about. That's be, there are a lot of things to talk about, but I, maybe that should be the name of the event in year three going forward. PlayStation Extreme. <laughs> PlayStation Extreme. All right, but I wouldn't go if it was named that. <laughs> but uh, Kyle and Ernest, they did a podcast earlier this week that you can find on PSU that talks about their impressions of the show on day one and the keynote that took place and all that good stuff. We are not going to be talking about that in this podcast, as you may have seen from the title. What we are talking about is one of the biggest reveals of the show, which was the first gameplay footage of Final Fantasy VII Remake. So, Ernest and Kyle were both in the room when it got shown. (laughs) But before we go any further, we must clarify a point. Uh, I am a huge Final Fantasy VII fan. Adam says he has it in his top three. Kyle is also a big fan of Final Fantasy VII as well. Ernest Lin has not played Final Fantasy VII, and therefore we must take a moment to shun him. Abuse him. Yeah, pretty much. I'm a big fan of Advent Children. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, Ernest. <laughs> what a cute parallel point. You're just Pearl making it worse, also. Ernest. Guys, don't worry. I know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the special features on the DVD that t- takes me through the whole game, so I know what happens. I know that she dies. It's okay. Oh, spoiler. Geez. Yeah, right? <laughs> too soon, man. That is too soon, man. Jesus Christ. Okay, is but, it Eris or is it Aerith? Aerith. I say it. I say Ares. Oh, no. Okay. How was it? The European thing. Oh, however, was it, how was it written? It was Eris. It's Eris in FF7. Yeah, Aerith is how it's spelled. It's supposed to be Aerith. It's supposed to be Aerith. Did, did they spell yeah. that because of like the? It was this. The translation Japanese. got screwed up in the yeah, localization. The As was yeah. the thing in the nineties, of course. Yeah, still is the thing, really. Okay. So that's the that's the whole deal. But anyway, Final Fantasy VII. If you don't know, like Ernest, because he hasn't experienced it, Final <laughs> Fantasy VII is. <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy VII is basically the, one of the most revered JRPGs of all time, and for good reason. Some people think it's overhyped. That's their opinion. I Most think it's I, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think it's great. Uh, I actually just played through it again recently. Adam just picked it up. Did you just you just bought the version that came out for the remaster, right? Or the literally the, the PC yeah, port? The, yeah, the first like twenty minutes was out, so I'm currently playing through. Playing through it again, yeah. So we got run God don't you, you filthy cheater. <laughs> I, I I'm actually I I'm not using it, but I am so annoyed that it's so readily available. Like just like tapping in R three and you, you know you, it oh, it's just too. Rare. Have you Which done you, it accidentally? Have you uh, accidentally yeah, circuited it? Yeah, because I use the like the left analog stick to walk around and stuff, but I just I ended up. 
I don't mind hitting L3 to speed up the game if you're grinding a little bit because I want to get all the trophies. So getting Ares' last limit break, you know, you've obviously got to work her up. So I have to kind of grind a bit. So I don't mind doing it that way. But the God mode thing is a little, it's, it's a step too far to be honest. So yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Hey, wait, can we can we rewind a little bit and just say I think that the way Ernest reacted during E3 this summer must have been kind of fake, right? That's true. Having having never played the game, were you just responding to the excitement around you and going, oh, yeah, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> dreams can come true. Dreams can come true, man. Not my dreams, but... I'm sympathetic towards <laughs> Final Fantasy VII fans, and I understand, like, the context, and it's... And, like I said, I like Advent <laughs> And it looks like digging that hole there. <laughs> cannot dig up. <laughs> and um, I mean, I own the game, so <laughs> that makes it worse. But anyway, so Kyle, yeah, Kyle and Ernest, so Kyle and Ernest were at PSX, and they got to see the reveal of the new gameplay footage, or yeah. the first gameplay footage of the remake, at the show. So why don't you guys, you guys can both, you can go back and forth however you want to do it. What, what was it What was it like in that room when they first revealed the footage? Oh man, it was crazy. Although the, the thing that I thought was funny about it is that the the way the, the live stream came up onto the screen was a distraction from the fact that we hadn't seen Crash Bandicoot yet. Like when mm -hmm. Sean Lane walked yeah. out with that t-shirt, we were like, alright, it's happening, Crash <laughs> is real. And then we momentarily forgot about it because <laughs> the live stream came up and we were like, are you really talking about FF7 Remake again? That's crazy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that was like, in terms of pure excitement, that was probably... I thought the highest intensity moment of the show, like being there in, in the crowd with people, like it was, it was kind of just, it, it felt, that was one of the few moments of the show that felt like E3 to me, like mm -hmm. that string of game yeah. that was totally hyped. They even, this was they even similar. like teased the crowd because they started it with like captures of like mm -hmm. a compilation like fan of reactions, reaction, yeah. fan reactions, and then the very beginning part of that gameplay trailer is... Uh, it's snippets game, right? of the well, it's the snippets of the pre-rendered announcements from E3. Yeah. So you know, I I think some people were thinking, oh, it's just going to be like another, maybe just like a sizzle reel, just being like, yeah, it exists, whatever. But then, bam, we got gameplay in engine in game. Yeah, and, and I think and I players. think that was reflected in the way I think the in the way people react to that. I mean, it just went to show you that nobody, well, very few people really expected that we were going to get to see gameplay this soon because I do seem to remember there was a. I mean, people were, were pretty much just kind of half cheering the entire time, but there was like an uptick when it flipped to the battle scene and we got to see Cloud in, in the real-time combat system for the first time. Then it was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> kind of a thing. And um, yeah, I th and it was just uproarious when it finally got to the end of the video and, and flashed the logo. So it, it's funny, like being there in the moment, that was the hypest moment of the conference, I think, on the floor. You know, you, you had really loud cheers from Neo Kuni. You had... Um, a good smattering of applause for some of those lesser-known titles in the middle, but right. I, it almost it almost went slightly downhill from there. Yeah, that's sort of surprised they didn't end with valleys, something. Yeah, like that. I think ending on that would have been a nice way to have. Yeah, end on like open with Uncharted Four and with Final Fantasy. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think I internally I shared the same sentiment while watching it. I didn't scream while I was watching it at home. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that that was definitely the high point of the entire show for me was being able to see that live. I, I'm assuming Adam is in the similar vein. 
Yeah, I was trying to. I was really surprised. I was was at the tail end of a party and I was sitting around people and I just looked at my phone. And I went onto Reddit and I saw it and I was like, "What the hell?" Obviously, like you had mentioned, I'd never ever expected gameplay this early on. So to even see it again, I was really taken aback and it kind of made the whole PSX a lot better. Considering I, I was pretty disappointed by what was you know on show beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that, it's. It, so it's funny to get caught up in the in kind of the. I mean, we're. I know we're going to dive into this in a little bit, mm-hmm. but I, I also want to say that like the reaction to that trailer from the crowd, at least, was like universally positive in that moment, and and partly because you know it's the first time you're seeing it, so you don't even have a chance to like critic critically react to it. Um, it's more but, just stunned know, that it exists. Exactly, <laughs> and in the in the days since, you know, again we'll get to it, but there have been you know. There's been talk about about certain aspects and like whether that's a good thing or a bad thing for the series and mm-hmm. how that ruins our nostalgia and stuff like that. But it was just cool for at least a moment to be in that auditorium and just be awash with positivity. You know, there was not a single person there who wasn't just completely stoked to see it. Mm-hmm. So that's always nice to kind of be, and even during the stream at home too. It's just nice to have that initial moment of peace and bliss before the negative reactions start coming right. out. Yeah. Mm. So let's so since, well since we're going to just be talking about Final Fantasy this whole time we'll start with one of the concerns or one of the things well it's not even a concern one of the things that people talk about obviously the game looks amazing it visually is just like stunning from what they've shown and what we've seen but it was a kind of an interesting stance and this is something that Ernest can relate to since he's seen Advent Children but we got an article saying that that was kind of their base mark from the uh, games producer. Uh, Yoshinori Kitase he said that he basically they wanted it the graphics to be on par with Advent Children on PS4 which I when I first read that I thought that was I thought that was kind of weird just for that to be their their goal but it's I mean in better he he explains it better that it's basically their benchmark it's not necessarily their goal for visuals because That's what I would hope. because Advent Children came out what I can't even remember it ten was, years ago yeah it was like ten years ago or something like that so it's like it still holds up oh seven oh eight I think oh was it jeez I think it was yeah I was like well, I'm gonna say two thousand six it's a long time ago but, but I yeah. mean for that to be your, for that to be your goal in terms of visuals is like oh that's kind of surprising yeah, was... but basically yeah he just wants it to be their kind of benchmark and I'd say they, he just wanted it to basically look like. Cloud and Tifa and Barrett and all those people just like in action from the movie, yeah, for but sure. in the game world. So I mean, like you can't complain about that if that's if that's their base base mark or the benchmark for going forward. Evan Children and, uh, was oh five at least. Oh, was that no? the first time? Ten years Holy ago. Holy yeah. crap! That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, God. You know, Will, you mentioned uh, ten years. You mentioned the characters will bear at Tifa and how it feels to see those people in action again, and mm-hmm. that is awesome. But I think what made the there's a small part of what made this trailer like real for me. Like now it's like, oh my god, this is actually a thing. And that was actually seeing like the remade versions of Jesse and Biggs and Wedge. I'm like, yeah, and yeah. it's like it's obvious because like, they know didn't that exist they're before. That. Exactly, you know that they're yeah, that's exactly right. Like you know that they're gonna do that if they're remaking the whole game. Everything is gonna be up to that standard. But it's almost seeing the side characters for me that was like, oh my god, like these were such bit part NPCs in the original that only mm-hmm. had a few lines of dialogue and wow this is real now <laughs> yeah it's just insane it's insane to see that's what I'm really excited to see the 
character models for the other ones or like how they're going to it's like uh, like clearly it was more limited because it's been 10 years ago as we established for admin children is that mm. they didn't in terms of like the visual effects or like the even like for like ff ff13 and like the stuff coming out that's on its way just in terms of the visuals for like the magic and the stuff in those kind of scenes just to see that in action with the character models intertwined and all that stuff is just that's so exciting to think about yeah, how that could really look is. and just like i want to see what like red 13 looks like i want to see what vincent looks like yeah i want to see that i want to see the golden saucer i want to see all that like i just can't wait i want to see microtransactions Oh yeah, Yuffie would be interesting to see. I'm guessing she'd be very similar to. No, not Yuffie. 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 Yeah, played it. Purposely mispronounced it. Yep, I know. Yep, sure you did. I just wanted to skip by it. That was my goal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, totally. Yeah, it's... I, I'm totally with you there. I, I'd like to see, um, you know, all the new summon animations. What does Knights of the Round look like? What does Great Gospel look like? What is um, mm-hmm. I can't remember what the the you remember the snake creature that that moves through that little patch oh, of swamp. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I don't remember that? what it's called, but, like, just You get to see, a really what awesome is that? attack from him. Right, and what does that moment look like? Like, in the final game, is that going to be... Is that marsh going to be a full area with, with high trees and, like, really dense, detailed foliage, and then suddenly this massive, you know, anaconda-like thing is knocking down trees, trying to get at you, and you're racing mm-hmm. away from it in a chocobo? Like... It's just it's thrilling to think about all the little things that are going to get this upgrade. Yeah, mm. that's true. It's a, one of the things that's been talked about more. Or it was more recently. It was announced uh, today, as of, as of recording this. It was this came out today. Was uh, a story just saying that the remake is going to see it's going to have new areas that weren't seen in the original game, and it's all. It, but it, at the same time, it'll also be taking out some other places that just may not make sense logistically or how they're going to be going forward so i mean that's supposed to be more of a sensible approach according to like tetsuya nomura was the one who was talking about this and he said that it would be just they're just trying to balance kind of the new with the old and what the goal of the world that they want or the goal of, that they have set for this new take on final fantasy 7 like making midgar a real city to make it seem like a real city not just kind of separate <laughs> rooms that are connected to each other with like two an entr- entrance and an exit basically yeah so it'll be interesting to see like that to see what they do cut out how if they shrink the world at all but it doesn't really I, sound like it I no it doesn't go ahead oh, sorry i just even think from a, like a general design perspective even like when you traverse little parts of midgard and stuff and like a scaling you tend to like move to the foreground to go up something to like mm. keep going up. It's always going up and up and up and up, and like <clears> that's such a kind of an archaic kind of gameplay <laughs> yeah. mechanic these days. So I'm really like you literally. It is going to be such a vastly different game, like in pretty much every single aspect, and that terrifies me in a sense, in most senses to be honest. But I'm like obviously tentatively excited, but man, it's a big job, mm. really big job. It's- it's interesting what you noted there. I think it will be really cool to be like I, I was thinking of the moment when you're um when you're climbing all that refuse and those the, the makeshift kind of walkways and stuff. To, and I'm trying to remember. I think it's when you try to uh, invade the second ma- Mako reactor, and you have to go through yeah, it like, from yeah, below yeah. and climb all that shit. And yeah, you're right. Like that that's a case where the screen moves vertically, and you just are kind of supposed to interpret the scale yeah. of that moment mm-hmm. in your head. 
but it'll be really crazy to see that whole like mountain of refuse and all the little things that Cloud has to climb to get up to that ledge. Um, yeah, I hadn't even thought of that. That's a good point. Mm. Yeah, and just now I'm just thinking of some of the more cinematic. I can't wait to see if they do actually like the big cinematic sequences. It'll be interesting to see if they do like shot for shot like beautiful like replications of them and like current technology and current visuals I'd or if they're going to be more creative ones. in there how they do it like with the um when you're in the heart oh god i am so embarrassed <laughs> can't remember <laughs> these names um in the, in the first kind of port city where the oh, big cannon on it i can't remember what these are called oh my god I should know it. Yeah, Junon, yeah. When you're out in there and then the first after the the beasts basically the big beasts wake up, like with Emerald and Ruby and I think it was Sapphire was the one that charges and the the every play everywhere like just all the guns get ready and everything goes and they yeah, start yeah. firing the cannon and just that whole scene is just super super well done and really vivid in the in the old version, the original version of the game, so like I can't imagine how that would look on current systems and that that visual. If that's actually that's an interesting thing too. That if they're gonna, if that like those moments were so special because they were so unique within the game mm -hmm. because they were yeah. so different. So it'd be interesting to see if a lot, if some of that gets lost in the translation into the current title because it'll be. It, the, uh, presumably the cutscenes are going to be in engine or look like they're in engine. I, I, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say presumably they're in engine, but they'll look like they're they're in engine. So it's not going to be that stark contrast between the kind of goofy, cartoony character models and then these like real hefty, like kind of big servings of footage that you get every as a reward after playing for so long. Yeah, to be honest, I think that's something that's pretty low on the list of being worried about. Like I imagine they're going to be keeping. Like very faithful to those sort of things. So when they're in calm and Cloud's talking about his time as soldier and Sephiroth rises or comes to the fire mm -hmm. when he's all that stuff, like they're not going to change much of that. I don't imagine. Um, well, my point, my point is like I don't think they'll change it, but I think there'll be there will be more if they want it to be up to date with kind of the regular games. Like if it's going to be more of a movie, kind of more movie focused in a lot of ways that games are now than they were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like when there's less, the simple yeah. dialogue scenes and those where it wasn't just like you're sitting like in the train car when they're all having the conversation at the beginning of the game, is that going to be like a f cinematic kind of sequence where they're like sitting in the car and the camera keeps shifting to the different faces and it's focused on not just like it's not going to be the same as it was where it's going to be a camera at the end of the train car looking at them and they're all just standing around talking to each other. Right. So I think it's it, it's going to lose some of its specialness in those moments. When you get Plus to those moments big things, like so. uh, moments like Sephiroth walking through the fire and 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 other big story scenes like mm -hmm. that, they're gonna be presumably maybe no less chilling or no less emotional, but they will be less impressive just by virtue of the fact that everything around it looks as good as that scene. So like mm -hmm. you're not going from the big bulky arms and 2D art to a 3D cutscene. It's just all, all gonna be an engine kind right. of running together. So. So then, yeah, how do they... You think maybe they'll pre-render pre that part, though, to try and keep that that contrast? To, to keep it, have it, like, a novelty and to keep it be the special thing? Yeah, maybe. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, they're going to keep... They're going to make them look better than the game, I'm sure. Like, they're going to make them... They're going to be separate video files 
when they get to the point they're going to be really nice high quality as high quality as they can get i'm pretty sure like they're going to just keep the final fantasy's tradition of doing that because even mm. 13 was like the game itself looked really good for the time like it looked amazing at the time but the scenes were so much better because they took the effort to polish them more and make them more cinematic yeah that's so true i feel like it's that's going to continue on there but Ernest, yeah. what was your favorite scene from Final Fantasy VII that you can't wait to see? <laughs> um, my favorite scene is probably going to be uh, Yuffie stealing Materia. Okay. You just <laughs> took that from a, a, a line I told you over the weekend. <laughs> no, uh. don't tell me that. Don't tell me that isn't true. I, I remember us talking about this, and I was like, oh, yeah, I hate it when Yuffie takes your material. And you're like, oh, yeah. Do you, you didn't even, do you... At the time, you didn't even come out and say you hadn't played the game. Just like E3. Yeah, yeah, whoa, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Do you think there will remain optional characters, Vincent and her, or will, like, modern gameplay be, sensibility, they'll cool. just, but that's they gonna be have the, to be. Yeah. Hmm. Boy, there's that, a stronger that... chance I think that they get integrated into the storyline proper, just because there's been like there's been so many cases of them appearing in canonical. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Vincent's had his own standalone game, so I mean, yeah, they're yeah, kind of and certainly and they're certainly not going to leave them out of the game. So my hunch is that they mm-hmm. would just be that that would become like mandatory sections of well, the story. This, it'd be mm-hmm. interesting to see how that goes, partly because of how they deal with the encounters in the system, because we haven't seen that much yet we did get to see the combat system which i'm sure we're going to dive into that a lot mm. but i think that a lot of because like yuffie was dependent on the encounter that you had in a specific forested areas oh it's true was how you got her yeah. she wasn't just like a, a like vincent valentine was in a room somewhere so you just basically had to go and find him to, or the, you basically had to just make sure that you walked in that room once it was unlocked so yeah, they, you haven't, uh, from what I'm, I'm just nearly at that part in the game at the moment, but from mm-hmm. what I remember, you do have to do a couple of things to get it open. It's not just, you know, yeah, like, well, you stumble across this room. You walk, well, you walk by the room, like, multiple times. Yeah, like, and, like, it's, like, in disc one or something. Like, disc one, you'll walk by it, like, a bunch of times, and you can't get into it, and it doesn't unlock until, like, disc two later on like mm. halfway through it or something it's like it's that's maybe that's too late but it's a long period of time before you can actually get into that room do you so, think they'll keep all the characters like nine they characters have to quite substantial they I have think they to. should like and i think they have to but it'd be easier to do it now that it's <laughs> episodic and they can kind of take their time with introducing yeah them. Oh, for, yeah, yeah that's, that's an interest i mean that yeah. does that does call into the case of like if this is this is a weird question because it's like if let's just say you know hypothetically i don't really remember the cadence of the game that well but if you meet let's see you've got you've got barrett tifa and eris at least by the time you leave midgar i don't think there's anybody else mm-hmm. and then so let's just say okay let's just say like yeah, episode red 13. And, yeah red 13's in midgar yes yeah they come, that comes outside of midgar so let's just say that like episode one ends as they leave midgar mm-hmm and then if you wanted to make the party members more manageable, it's like maybe... Because well, yeah, you have to split them up as soon as you leave or something, don't you? There's like one yeah, part where you I mean, leave yeah, Midgar and you have to separate your party. Yeah. But then it's like, I don't feel like those... You're right, but I don't know if those moments are... are yeah. It's tough. <laughs> I think no matter what, there's no, there's no good way for you to split the story in a way that would make 
their work easier, I guess. Like, I don't see any logical way you could have, say, four characters in episode one, and then maybe Mm -hmm. six of the nine characters come into the fray in episode two, and then maybe you're back down to five, but Mm -hmm. it's it's a different set of five in the last episode. Like, I I just... Yeah. Maybe maybe they're maybe they're wanting to do that in in a way cuz cuz to be honest it's like the development for this is just going to be so right. gargantuan. And this is this oh, is going to uh, be interesting to talk to continue continue off of like what we we had like Ernest had said it was announced that Final Fantasy 7 is going to be an episodic game series which by the way I called in our E3 podcast when you can check that out earlier. Um Will, do you have so on, sure yeah, it was yeah. Huh? Is that to you a statement about that in front of you by chance? Because I know that's I do. I, I have a say, yeah. I, be, I have a. I think this was bon, Yeah, this is the quote from Nomura. So basically, the decision for doing this is. Well, I'll just read what he said. He said, "If we did, if we dedicated our time to a single release, parts of it would become summarized. We've had to cut some parts, and additional parts would come in few. So rather than make the games as a full volume, we decided to do multiple parts." So they don't they don't want to make it they don't want to just try to force a game out for everybody, and like the like and just kind of have like to neglect a lot of things because if you really think about trying to recreate one of the earlier Final Fantasies, those worlds are huge. They're like very they're big and they're very unique scale. as well. There's not yeah. a lot of recycling of assets unless you're talking about like the open world, which mm-hmm. obviously that would probably be the point of the game where they will, you know, there'd be the starkest of differences because you know it's quite. It's quite barren on mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII's kind of open world, but yeah, yeah, everything's really unique in that game. Every village is extremely different. All the assets are different. They don't see yeah. much of them being reused, so it is a gargantuan task. And I was in unison with everybody on the internet when I was linked to the NeoGAF uh, thread about it being episodic. I was playing through the Don Corneo scene, and I just remember reading <laughs> it and just turning to the TV and like, God damn it. <laughs> What else did <laughs> yeah. The funniest well, thing is what I land my plane my flight landed on Sunday night and and like it was li- almost in time with this news coming out like I think when I flipped my phone out of airplane mode this had been revealed like 10 minutes prior or something and right off the bat I see a tweet from I want to say Dave Oshry or somebody that just says so I heard FF7 is literally Hitler now. <laughs> <laughs> so and this is one of the big things that I did want to address in this podcast is part of the reason why motivating why I was motivated to have Final Fantasy 7 the only topic and just kind of explain why this isn't a bad thing and why this is actually in a, a smart move for the gamers who are, have been just pandering for Final Fantasy 7 to remake to happen so we knew that at the beginning once E3 was finished there were reports that came out just shortly after that saying that Nomura didn't even know that he was a director of the game until after it was announced, or after after he saw his name in one of the trailers. I still think that's just completely outrageous. It ha- yeah, so it's like... <laughs> it's oh, insane. by the way! <laughs> so, I mean, but there's things like that. So, like, if you wanted this game to be a single game that fully replicated the scale and the scope and, like, just, like, the everything about and, yeah. the original Final Fantasy VII... This game would not be seen until like 2023 or like yeah, later no, no than that. Yeah, no square, absolutely. <laughs> like it wouldn't even, it would be long, long way away. The fact that they're doing an episodic approach to this means that they're still, they're, implies, implies that they're going to be creating full-size game experiences That's across multiple, multiple discs over a seri- period of time. And this means that the first one is going to come out much sooner than people had initially hoped. 
we have to press with the or press with it with it, the fact that it is still an issue of kind of semantics and like it's not misinformation, but we mm-hmm. still aren't sure. Like right, a full you know a full title, full game that can be ten hours, that can be mm-hmm. sixty hours, that could be a Witcher's one hundred twenty right. hours. You like, know, we do we don't know. Mm-hmm. And there's there's no like I'm not saying that there's no reason to see the it, there, there's no reason to be negative about this. I'm saying that there's reason you need to wait and hold off on your judgment on whether or not oh, this yeah, is no, good or bad because people seem to have flocked to the negative viewpoint already that this is a horrible decision. How could they do this and disrespect this game so much? And it's like just I mean, it, calm again, down. It, it's good. it's it's just due to the value of the word episodic. Right. I think calling it you know. A multi-part series of like you know three mm-hmm. say fully fledged games is way different than saying the remake of Final Fantasy VII, one of the most beloved games of the 1990s, is episodic. It, it just yeah. it has negative connotation to it. Or don't even don't even call it a multi-part series. Just call it yeah. We're we're making it into three games. Uh, you know, just keep it yeah. at three games. We're doing it like The mm-hmm. Hobbit, except uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But during the course of our conversation, though, that was an interesting point that was raised in talking about the splitting up the party members if it was going to be across different games well, does this mean that your game is going to be the what's your character files and stuff will that transfer over between games will to. there be a level cap of 99 for each game or will <laughs> there be a set level that you can reach to and then that will be your benchmark of like the capacity you can get in order to start off into the next game are you going to start over every game like you know, that, those are that's the, an interesting. That's a, what I want to know. So the I'm the idealist you. in me, like the optimist, is is sitting here thinking, man, I really hope that they release these parts much like the discs of the original game, where it's yeah, like right. disc one you get, and I really don't remember where disc one ends. I feel like it's shortly after you leave Midgar, right? And it was, it's a little no, bit, really. no it's it's when you get when you're <laughs> it's when you're <laughs> it's like right when you're about to cross the sea i think cross the ocean i'm pretty yeah, sure that this is there's a substantial amount after midgar in the first yeah disc. i think it's right you get through i mean you skip a lot of stuff around you but you get to like uh junan and then i think you just mm-hmm. you get ready to cross or you just cross i think i don't know okay somewhere around there uh-huh. but yeah but it could be a thing where, like, you know, you, you transition, or I guess when, when episode one comes out and then you get to the end of it and it, you know, it kind of rolls maybe some half credits or something and says part two to be continued. Mm-hmm. It, you know, maybe when you start up part two, they've already created all of the assets that are in part one. And so it kind of works like the discs in a way where it's like you've got the whole world open to you on disc two. It's just that disc two contains the second act of the story mm-hmm. and then if you and then maybe if, if they have certain areas where you need to like go to a different uh, well that would be kind of weird because then it's like you know switch to disc one except now it's like close the application and, and yeah. uh and wait six months yeah it's gonna <laughs> maybe, so maybe i'm being too optimistic kind of thinking that they're gonna go that route because it might just be a technological impossibility yeah to do i that. mean it'd be interesting though but you could you could manage it more that way where they can basically just build off of everything that's already there and yeah, just close. Right. They basically just kind of close off certain aspects of it. Like you can't go back into some of the Mako reactors, and you can't fight. They go into some of those areas because they're blown up, and you just that whole section of the game is now not part of the game anymore mm-hmm. in disc two. But you can see yeah. the wreckage like you can, like like in the original. So I mean, that would be an interesting approach. Yeah. But yeah, I was just I was just wondering I, about that if they you're gonna have if you're gonna be dependent on having 
a save file before you can play the second one or can somebody jump into the second one mm. if like if, if a save file is required or not because then that's like will the level start over when you get there but you'll have a set <laughs> amount of equipment and so it's just be interesting yeah. to know how like that, that's the most interesting thing because if they're trying to stay true to the original game but split it up there are there are unique issues associated with this that have never come up before so that's, yeah the, the closest mm-hmm. just analog i could think of might be the mass effect series where there's kind of a default state of the universe when you like say you start two or you start three from scratch and mm-hmm. i guess they could do a similar thing with with final fantasy where they have just here's the default cloud who's like level 35 when you start episode two and if you don't have a previous save file this is just what you get and we've made a few decisions for you i I don't know if if there's any other way they can do it man that just feels so weird though (laughs) it does yeah it's it's final fantasy mass effect yeah the the whole episodic thing is like i had a i had a negative reaction toward it first and then the, the thing i've always kind of held to when when stuff like this happens and like aren't nostalgia gets toyed with with this franchise or the other is that mm. for me it's always you sh- you should take your memories of that thing you love in this case the original ff7 you should take that experience and everything that that means to you and and kind of just lock it up and say this is right. its own thing and it will always be its own thing and just and I, I to be honest, I'm kind of t- treating the new Star Wars movie the same way. Like no matter how good or disappointing or whatever this is, it's still it, I I don't have to let it ruin my impression of the original. Right? Yeah, I think too many people are focusing on this as a replacement. Yeah, to Final Fantasy VII. It's yeah, like no, it's this is not this is a totally different game. This has nothing yeah. to do with the original game. Like and it's if you don't like yeah. it if if the remake sucks. I mean, if the remake sucks, that that you know that stinks because yeah. then it's you know a poor then game. Go back to the it original. Doesn't, right. It's it, it's one of those things where you you do. I think it's okay to step back, like you said earlier, Will, and and relax and see where they go with it. Don't make that early judgment because it doesn't have to replace the original and frankly if you if you let it replace the original in your mind if you let it tarnish the legacy that's kind of your problem yeah you know it's not doesn't have to be a thing where uh yeah that, i mean that's that's on you that you let it affect your right. memory and I, I honestly just don't think anybody is gonna care about it being episodic once it starts once it comes out once the first one comes out nobody's gonna care except for when they get to the end of the game and they just can't wait to play more of it that i mean that's kind of i feel like that's the goal that they're trying to have right now when they're doing it they want to get their game out to the fans the only in the thing- best way they can. And this episodic format just means that they are going to take the time to try to do this right for fans. But they want fans to experience it because they've been waiting so long for it. That's The price thing is the only thing that's got me yeah. a little bit was, um, concerned. Sure. If, 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 each, if each part is $60, then, then I'm like... Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. If each game is yeah, a I full... Guess- if it's a full Square Enix JRPG for each episode... Then sixty dollars is fine, but it won't react yeah. that way. That way, though. Well, yeah, if, no once matter. they start playing look it, look at it as Final Fantasy Seven. Well, once they start playing, it depends on what well, this is right now. They, we don't know what's happening with it, but I mean, they're gonna, tr- they're if they're gonna do it this way, and they're if they're gonna make it a full Square Enix JRPG, they're gonna treat it as an episodic series, they're gonna, or they're gonna treat it as parts one, two, and three, or like Uncharted one, two, three. You could argue that those tell the same story, but nobody's upset about them being released in separate formats, but that's because mm-hmm. they don't have the that kind of baggage over their head 
I think it depends how much they expand upon the universe. I yeah. think I will have a bit of trouble if it is modeling a sixty dollars say till the end of Midgar, or whatever else, and then continue. I want to see how far they expand it, how much they bring in of the extended mm -hmm. lore and stuff, and really build, in essence, new games that are that are bookends. There is yeah, yeah, appropriate rhymes with the reason. To me, the compromise might be. Sorry to interrupt you, Adam. To me, oh. the compromise might be. Um, $60 for the base game and then a substantial season pass, you know, something to the tune of instead of $30 for parts 2 and 3, we're saying okay, another 60 will get you acts 2 and 3 maybe. So that you know, it's and it's kind of like cuz you need mm -hmm. to fund the development of those two right. additional games and that's no yeah. joke from their end. I mean, it's going to cost just insane amounts of money to make this remake. And that's but, what I think people have yeah. to be completely aware of. You know how long they take in development and stuff. It's pretty insane. Like you know, FF fifteen, you know, versus thirteen. How long we're talking here? But I think you've got to take that into consideration. The length of development on how it will cost an extortionate amount of money, and I don't think Square is in a position like they're still a very you know profitable company. But I don't think they're into the into the in the position to like put all their eggs in this one basket. They want to because it is pretty much the most valuable title in the, and obviously one of the biggest series in the world. But yeah, it's an in the current climate in 2015 game development the way it is, it's a massive amount of money and pressure just to like go ahead with it. So splitting it up makes financial sense. It makes sense from a time perspective. Listing the help of all these different developer studios, mm -hmm. it, I'm a bit wary of it, but it makes again sense because as we mentioned before, well at the start of this effectively. If it was just a single release and it was just Square and they outsourced tiny parts of it, maybe the the biking parts or the golden saucer parts or whatever else, the snowboarding of course, um, <laughs> we would be we would be talking twenty twenty one, you know twenty twenty at the earliest. Like it would take a long long time. <laughs> yeah, so, so at this point we just kind of have to hope that they that they treat the consumer well when it does finally come out and, and say you mm. know it's you know let's not. We're gonna make some kind of, and this is my in my perfect world scenario. We're gonna make some kind of compromise to 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 gain your trust a little bit. That's all it really is. At the end of the day, it's just it's goodwill on their part to not right. do this as like a 60, 60, 60 thing. But the other thing that, and this just occurred to me a second ago, if I have one reservation about the whole thing besides the money aspect and seeing where that goes, it's that because of the realities of game development and how the company's bottom line is going to shift over time, the company's health is going to shift over time, and we are talking about, you know, from the time episode one comes out to the time episode three comes out, that could very well be six years, in, just in between that gap. And mm -hmm. I am, am slightly concerned, if, if, if or maybe just um, aware of the fact that because of that changing landscape, the, the their approach to developing episode three might be different than the approach they took developing episode one. Like they might, you know, oh, it's episode three now, so let's let's be a little more experimental about the areas we bring yeah, or and do or, the same thing hey, as like Final Fantasy thirteen. Yeah, the total yeah, difference right. from each game. And it's like, hey, we you know we spent way too much time modeling this one street of Midgar in Act One, so let's be a little more conservative with our resources in Act Three. And then it's like, at that point, and again, this is looking like eight years down the line. You put all three parts together, I think you might, you might see the seams of that development over time if you compare like Act One to Act Three, and and mm -hmm. it really it's just lessons they learned in the meantime, but. 
trying to put it together as a cohesive whole later, you might be like, huh, the game, you, you can almost feel that they had a different development style near the end of the game than at the beginning, and that mm-hmm. might kind of it depends. Yeah, it depends on how much they recycle. When they're that's, yeah, it's so alien game. for a JRPG. You know, you you grow into what the game is, and by the end of it, it's kind of your battle warm, but like the, it's cohesive. It's it's going to be so kind of odd if you know you get all attached to these characters, and you're in a forty hour adventure, and then by the end of the third game, everything just stylistically is different, and those characters you've played with for say I don't know hundred hours will just feel different. It'll just be weird. I think it's something you can certainly get used to, but I just think it's something that's pretty unprecedented. In like the RPG, yeah. Kind so of we split. just, I don't yeah, know we have take no... that much of a leap. I mean, you look at the mm-hmm. Final Fantasy thirteen series. You know, at least visually, they tried to stay consistent and character-wise. Um, mm-hmm. You know, tried to maintain their personality and actions. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, they do have some experience with dealing with multi-part sagas, I suppose. Yeah, and I think it's yeah. And there a is a difference it, between Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy Thirteen, though. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, again, I think it depends on how big the episodes are going to be, like what we're saying, and because like, I mean, like for the episode one, I think no matter what, I I don't see that. I I would I would optimistically guess that it would come out in like twenty eighteen. But I'd, yeah, that I, right. episode uh, one, I wouldn't like. It's actually scheduled to be shown. Ag- it's actually scheduled to be shown again in two weeks, which is it's really peculiar. Kind of how quickly they're trying to, you know, get it into the public consciousness. I, I'm. Really did they did they say that they're going to be showing new stuff? I don't know if they're showing new stuff, but they're certainly showing. Because if they're scheduling to show it, that could just be the same. I mean, they're just going to be the same trailer in a different venue. It is a different venue. I'm so. not sure. Yeah, it could be, but that would still seem a bit like if it's like you know point for point the exact same mm-hmm. one. It kind of would seem a bit. But odd. I mean, they're, they're they're also competing in development resources with 15 and Kingdom Hearts three. So yeah, they need to, they need those out first, and they've already said that this is a long way off, like for seven. Yeah. So like I'd say that would be the earliest I would imagine seeing it would be 2018 and. Well, bear it's, in mind it, how how quick it seems to have gotten off the ground. If we're talking at a, a, a reveal sure. at E3, well, and part more, of it too is knowing that he's the director of the game to December. Yeah, what, well, we we saw a very small. All we saw were cinematic areas, and we saw a very very small portion of Midgar, and we know that they're using uh, Unreal Engine for their yeah. Visuals. So they could they could so, all you know quickly modeled and made all this just yeah. for you know the convention. I mean. Developers I just think it's odd that they mm-hmm. did to, to go from a formal announcement to, to gameplay footage that quickly, and especially for Square, it just seems. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why you would bother but it, it, it was, not at least a little bit into the game, you know. Well, it was talked it's about true. too. I mean, it was it has been said too that that it's believed by a number of people that they have been working on it for quite a while already. I'm, so it's, 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 I'm, I'm sure that there's a lot of there are a number of people who were working on this project. It just wasn't. Like, yeah, I, like I, it wouldn't be surprising that for like Nomura not to be like formally listed as the yeah they've had CyberConnect two yeah. doing things in the background and stuff so yeah so yeah exactly. I think Square Square is trying to build some good faith with consumers and you know with their press conference at E three definitely the attitude you were getting from them is that they're trying to get better at getting their games made getting them out and making more of the games that you know core gamers want to play and not just mm-hmm. a smaller neither mobile or um, Adam mentioned uh, 
Adam mentioned CyberConnect too, and that's a, that that's an, also an interesting part of this picture is that. For, I mean, we don't know the exact split, but they are working with CyberConnect2 enough on the development to the point that, like, I, I'm, I'm looking at the um, translation from Famitsu right now on uh, Gematsu.com, and they are they're working with CyberConnect2 on development enough that they're getting into tussles over certain things. Like, there's a mm-hmm. there's a quote in here that says Square 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 Enix is keeping close with CyberConnect2 as their production tastes differ from that of Square Enix. Nomura himself was annoyed by the direction of the new trailer, for, for example, and so Square Enix had to come in to bring it closer to the company's style. So that tells me that CyberConnect2 has maybe as much as mm-hmm. half the share or even greater on the actual game development. I don't think that affects the release window necessarily because they do have to just make room for FF15 and Kingdom Hearts, so they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna wait until those are both out anyway, regardless of whether the game's ready or not. Mm-hmm. But um, there is that interesting wrinkle in all this is that not only are we talking about you know what changes is what changes does Square envision, what changes is Nomura okay with, but also what changes are just gonna come as a result of a different team developing mm-hmm. the game. For yeah, those who aren't even familiar. More than uh, CyberConnect, just for our listeners, CyberConnect 2, they're most famous for doing the uh, Naruto Ultimate Ninja games, and then they also did the Dot .hack RPGs back in the day on PS2. An interesting portfolio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no slouches. Wide range, yeah. So, I mean, they've got that, I think their specialty kind of seems to lean towards action. I mean, that's what they've been doing for for mm-hmm. the mo- you know most recent years with uh, Naruto video games. Yeah, and then I think that'll be a good thing to t- touch on what we haven't talked about yet, which is kind of a hot topic off of the coming off of the trailer was the battle system that was shown off during the show. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of people who I'm sure I know that there's a ton of people who have reservations on it, and they wanted just praised the perfectness of the action time battle system in the original Final Fantasy 7 and that they should never change it and that should be in every single game <laughs> that's ever come out forever. That's um, crazy, yeah. Yeah, and it's like it's a fantastic battle system, but it's for what they're trying to do, the goal with this game is to... It's a remake, and they want it to be up to current generation kind of titles and interests that are out there. Right, you so, can't have new gamers coming in and every, everything right. about the remake looks great. The graphics, the visuals, the music, and then... They are left sitting here, you it's know, dinking around turn-based. with their turn. Well, yeah, with the turn-based combat. Yeah. And then, so you know, a, then what's it? What's it all for? Yeah. So. so it's interesting to talk about the people that are working on the games, which means that they have probably have a lot more influence than. In, in terms of this game, has it has a lot having a lot more outside influence for the battle system than, say, fifteen, which is what I initially thought. That's what it looked like to me when I saw it. Was it looked a lot like right. fifteen? But it was more kind of pulled out, and it wasn't as stylized, I guess, in terms of like being pulled in and just kind of being more flowy, kind of looking when you're fighting uh-huh. everything. But they, I'm sure that's what they were thinking when they brought in CyberConnect Two. Is like, hey, these guys can do, you know, action games really well, right? You know, animation and the combat. So let's team up with them and see if we can bring this into like a modern action RPG. Yeah, Nomura was. Uh, brought in during an interview talking about the system and people's concerns about it and thinking that it's the same as like from Crisis Core being the same type of style and this is just kind of his quote from this was just sort of interesting because if I have to say it's an action based system 
It's completely different from Crisis Core. Not that strong in action such as an arcade The City of Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts. Neil says that as a matter of fact, there's ATB. And he said, but it's not like we render an attack after the ATB gauge is filled. The action system will be the one Final Fantasy VII alone can deliver. So it's going to be a totally unique type of thing. And it's it has active time battle system elements to it. So, I mean, that's what's going to be interesting to see. I was watching, when I watched the trailer again, and I was trying to catch to see... Um, I know people were kind of complaining about not wanting it to be action-oriented because they are, don't like button-mashing kind of combat. So I was I was just watching to see in the trailer what was going on when you're seeing the strokes, and you can see, I, I, I believe, I'd have to see it again just to double-check, but it looked like when it was hovering, there's the bar on the side that's kind of traditional in a lot of in Final Fantasy games, where you can select like the attack, item, summon, kind of stuff like that. And in this one, we yeah, get, which actually looks a lot more like Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, than it does for that. But game. when he was when uh, he was attacking, I was just kind of looking at it, and I saw the kind of shimmer happening in multiple times during the attack one. So it looked, it did look like Kingdom Hearts in that kind of regard, or just like it looked like somebody was kind of like pressing the button a lot, or like rapidly, to execute a sequence of attacks. But who knows how much kind of leeway you'll have in terms of combos and uses for that, or the mechanics of the system and. I'd want to know the ATB elements of it because we didn't see anything hinting at that at all in the. Exactly, trailer. that's. I think that's the most important thing. I mean, <clears throat> I expected the combat system to be the way it is, mm -hmm. but I, do, I, I don't want an entirely right. kind of hack and slash kind of. And how much influence you have on your party members too? Is exactly. That yeah, and your it. general movements and stuff. Yeah, I. I have faith that they can meld it together with a sort of kind of something that will be a little bit more faithful to the original game. Um, I'm yeah, I'm confident they can do that. So, I'm still um, I, I like it as it is. You know, I think it's got potential. I, I think it's just endemic of of the year we're in, and you know, mm -hmm. the standard turn base is is gone. So, yeah, and I mean, I but guess yeah. yeah, and we have yeah, that's the same thing as that. This is a we ha we have to look at this as a current generation game, not as Final yeah. Fantasy VII with a new skin to it because that's not what this is that's right, not the goal wanna, of this if you want to play ff7 yeah if you want to play ff7 with a turn-based system go and you know play ff7 with a turn-based system yeah we I already am. know what that game feels like we already know what that game is and you could make the argument that oh well we don't know what that game is with next-gen graphics but you know to me it's like it, yeah, it's ps4 that, ports out you can go get it yeah, yeah, you've got yeah. True enough. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm, I am, uh, I am looking at a screenshot while we were talking here of the battle system. And if I look closely at Cloud and Barrett's um, party info on the bottom in the bottom right corner, they mm -hmm. do seem to have like a white or gray ATV bar under their names. And with Barrett, the screenshot I'm looking at has Barrett as the as the the player character, and it's like partially filled. I wonder if like keeping with the action system, and this is totally speculation, but maybe they'll have it where when the gauge fills. You can press X to say initiate your regular attack, and doing that kind of kicks off like a combo. And then by the time that combo is finished, the bar has basically filled again. So you can kind of, if you want to just do normal physical attacks, you can kind of do it ad nauseum. But then something like magic will like cause the next refill to go a lot slower or something like that. I mean, that would be similar to Final Fantasy no, no. Thirteen yeah, kind of combat system. At this point, I mean that's it'd be sim that's yeah, very that's similar true. to Thirteen, which Thirteen's battle system was amazing. It was so good towards the end of the game. It's kind of slow starting when you 
at the very beginning, but that game, that battle system would be amazing to see with like Final Fantasy VII characters and in that world. Like, I would love to see that, but this, I don't. It doesn't look at all what. I mean, it, it very much could be like what you're saying with the gauge filling and that kind of stuff, but it doesn't. I would be very, very surprised if that was the route they take, especially if they're bringing in was it Cyber Direct Two coming in to work on it. So I don't. It'd be. I don't know. It's. <laughs> it's just there's so much that we don't know yet, but there's so much that we want to talk about. So I, I think, yeah, because I think the most important for me is that we can talk about how the control will feel and the battle system and all that. But for mm-hmm. me, I think, and again, it's more a sign of the times in which it was released in its tone and its kind of quirkiness and how that stuff could possibly translate to now. I know we know yeah. that the Don Corneo scene is going to be in there, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But even just other little things like you know being able to officially go on a date with Barrett and stuff, or oh, dressing yeah. up, dressing up in the um, soldier garb to uh, see off Rufus and stuff. Um, yeah, just little the, things like that. All those little mini games. Do you think those yeah. are going to make and a the presence fact, into the it? The fact that yeah, after like Ares dies, within I'm not sure how long. It's not even an hour. You're snowboarding, you know? Yeah, like. <laughs> off the weird kind of little mini things and just yeah how much you can play around in the golden saucer because if I swear to god if they start my, microtransactions in the, in the golden saucer I am not going to <laughs> especially if I have to buy the game three times we riot yeah oh, I'm going to riot but um, yeah it's like it is one of the quirkiest games I've ever played and it's got all these little different facets even the motorcycle scene the motorcycle scene just after um, you uh, go up Shinra Tower and mm-hmm. stuff all these little things I'm not sh- that's what I'm most concerned about because I think that at its heart is like a fundamental like essence of what I love about the game so to see those done with modern sensibilities and like design choices and stuff I don't know I think a few of them will be cut mm-hmm. i terrified to know which ones though because I think they're, they are just so important and everybody remembers them so well so right and I think that that would make sense in terms of what the uh, Nomura was talking about that I'd mentioned before with picking and choosing kind of things to keep and to expand upon and things to remove for sensible reasons and that's one of the things that I was thinking about was when you're in the in the north going towards the crater and you have to go through this kind of snowy maze area to try to figure out there's a bunch of item drops randomly scattered around that you can find but Mm. if you take too long out there take too many steps you'll pass out and wake up in a cabin you have to walk through it again and try to make it so you don't freeze and like i could easily see that being totally nixed from the game just because it's a it's it's something that is it's a cool thing and i I clearly remember experiencing it Mm. but it's not necessary in any way to progressing the story or really to the world of ff7 in the way a lot of other things are like I would, I'd imagine they're going to spend a heck of a lot of time on the Golden Saucer, like a, an abnormal amount of time on that compared to other parts of the game. Because yeah. that's, especially with it being so... that Actually, it would be interesting to see how much of that is going to be kind of true to, like a true replica of what was in the game, or if they're going to be... Because like, the Golden Saucer has made a new current-gen appearance in Final Fantasy XIV, as Kyle knows. Mm. and yes. they did a really good job in making that but that's a totally unique golden saucer and it's an experience and to, yeah. to fit its setting yeah. so it's 
So yes, totally know. different interpretation. So yeah, it'll be cool to see what the what the true simulation or the true callback to the gold saucer looks like, and and even how many how many mini games they decide to keep. You know, some of the mini games in there, it's like, it's, you know, it's fine. It's just like, but it's kind of a throwaway thing that was yeah. cool at the time, and maybe maybe they don't want to spend the well, you know, and, and seriously, like they don't want to spend maybe the month it would take to create one of those mini games from scratch and polish it and stuff. Maybe they'll decide. Well, it's just. This mm-hmm. this one isn't that important. Like snowboarding isn't that important, or basketball. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I, 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 examples, examples. Snowboarding is you know, snowboarding's awesome. But uh, yeah, those are decisions that they're gonna have to make. And nobody, I mean, nobody is gonna come out on the other end completely happy. You know, and, and that's no, even yeah. us fans. Like, there's there's no question. If, they, if, yeah, if, they've if, taken an impossible mission. If there's one thing that they that they think is a slam dunk removal, like there's no like this was. This is the safest possible thing we can do to save us a little bit of time and energy. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. nobody's nobody's going to come through unscathed. So it's just about them yeah. finding the right balance of content. Yeah, I'm the I en- did not envy them. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Enemy encounters is the other thing that I'm curious to see how they're going to handle that. If it's going to be in the same vein as kind of the as the newer games where they they're physical entities that you can see in the world when you're walking through and you can try to avoid them or if mm. they're going to be if it's going to be more scripted in terms of the encounters in different areas and than it has in the past or if they're just going to be I, that would be interesting to see that they're more of just a like a traditional final fantasy type of encounter system where it's just you're walking through the city and then all of a sudden the music happens and the screen shakes and all of a sudden you're in a battle but it's not a well it's not an full turn-based system so yeah I'd, I'd imagine it'd be closer to 15 than anything in their approach yeah no i presume so. it, w- it would have to be that i think even expanding upon that their enemy design is going to be very interesting like if you look at objectively like farm Hunter 7's enemy design in some cases were just mm-hmm. bizarre like you're fighting a house you're fighting a house you're fighting a thing that looks like a speaker that shoots rockets at you but <laughs> You're fighting a thing that looks alive, but is actually a motorbike type thing. I was just thinking of that, <laughs> and it's just like, what's going on? <laughs> I don't understand it. Yeah. So, even like I, I imagine they're all going, like they will uh, not be making a reappearance. But mm-hmm. that's what I mean about just the kind of the essence and this quirkiness of Final Fantasy VII. I think that's why, since it was a lot of people's first JRPG in the West, it's just such an endearing memory. Just all these little facets and. A, that's what I'm afraid I don't want to have lost on this new game. Mm-hmm. I know there will have to be concessions, and I know what things stylistically shouldn't be there, but you know, there's that little part of your heart that you're just like, you know, it's a nostalgia thing, and I know we should like leave that locked in a case somewhere, and Final Fantasy VII is what it is, and have your memories, and that'll be it, but I find it hard to remove myself completely from that. Oh, sure. And see this game objectively, like, alright, this is a new game of modern sensibilities, and here it is. It's just hard to remove myself from just wanting it to just be so faithful but it's never going to be like yeah. faithful but hopefully at least I won't have too many complaints when <laughs> I find it comes around you know when I'm probably 30 something <laughs> so continuing off of that we can take a moment now to tell Square Enix exactly how they can avoid fucking up so we can say so what are Quit now. <laughs> what things are would be unforgivable for them to not have in this new Final Fantasy so, like, off the top of my head, clearly Materia has to be in there. Yeah. I think they 100%. have to have they have to have all of the companions. What if, 
so one the other thing that I'm it's very dependent on how they treat the battle system. How would you think of how, how would they do limit breaks? Because that's what I I was yeah. trying to figure out. Because I mean that's one of the most iconic moments that you can have in Final Fantasy VII is getting to the end of the game and using Omni Slash on Sephiroth. Or actually, that is a scripted part where you do that at the end of the game. So, they, but is that going to change? Is it going to be different? Can you have limit breaks? I imagine you could. I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the more you, well, the more you attack, yep. I imagine it'll just the gauge will go up, and then maybe you'll have a button prompt where you have to like tap four buttons or something, and then you know it mm-hmm. does this scripted animation. It's gonna be weird, like scaling against some enemies. You know, like there is some pretty huge enemies in that game. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing quite a free flowing system where you're running around the place, it's gonna be very hard to balance that properly. Plus, um, I'm hoping Knights of the Round still takes, you know, an absolute age to uh, mm. do. <laughs> I can go get a cup of tea and then come back and it'll still be going. But <laughs> no, they have to have them breaks. I think there's just certain things in the material system. I am full faith that it will remain there. Yeah. It should remain there. It's I, yeah. I don't think there's any question on there that they would remove that. Do you think there's any particular story beats that they might choose to discard? Well, there are some that are totally optional, like Yuffie's story, her whole village thing, is yeah. a totally optional thing. That would just, which is kind of sad because that's one of the cooler, that's one of the more, the one of the areas that just kind of mixes things up more mm. than most other parts of the game, where it's just like a totally different Oriental kind of, just really cool samurai or like ninja village. Yeah. Just, I'd imagine so. that could still be in there. It could be, yeah. I, I'd, I'd hope that that would t- be part of a scene. Like, I don't think the traveling is going to be remotely the same or going from city to city. Yeah, it could be. It would look too peculiar. To the way it's done in the original game is very. Looking back, it's very odd. You have just this open barren plane and these like mini miniature things you can just go into, and then you're in that city or you're in that town. Mm-hmm. It, that, as I said previously, I think that's going to be what is most eye-catchingly different. They're going to have to populate this world. They're going to have to put f- like foliage and trees and you know mix it up so you're not just going across. Well, actually, that, I green. think that's a good thing. Is this going to be an open-world game? I think it will be. It'll be segmented, you know, mm-hmm. like the original game where you have these hands, you can leave your out into a kind of an open thing. How you traverse that open plane, I don't think it will be the same, but... I can imagine it being broken up pretty significantly. Because like, I, I, don't, I don't think I actually would be all that disappointed if it wasn't an open world game where, yeah, they kinda, I, where they kind of bridged the paths to going to different places if they replaced those with kind of like cinematic scenes. Yeah, so, I wouldn't mind. I, I, like I know a, that they would, you'd lose a lot of the original game if you were yeah. doing it that way. But I mean, I'd yeah. like a bit of Traversa, but mm-hmm. I, maybe I'll feel different in a couple of years when it finally comes out, but... I think I do have a little bit of open world fatigue, and I would like something that yeah. is a little more linear. Like not linear in the sense that I like the the town. Not Final Fantasy Thirteen linear. Yeah, I want the expanses like of Midgar and of all the other towns and stuff. But I, the the point A to point B, getting to those points, I could do without it being this huge open expanse mm-hmm. where you have to like run or choke a boat over somewhere. Yeah, and that that was something in the original one that got somewhat taxing. Oh yeah, parts. yeah. So, well, there is there there is one thing that they could. I can't imagine that. Oh, that see, this is where it just it's so difficult thinking about these things. This is something that they could totally remove. Would be the um, oh, what is it called? It's a tower. The tower with the phoenix on it. 
Oh god, I'm not even there at the moment. Um, I can't remember the name of the yeah, place. Yeah, no, I can't remember. Either. But yeah, there, it's where you get the Phoenix Materia towards the mm. end. But it's that tower is totally unnecessary from the whole part of the game. But that's also one of the more iconic, uh, like landmarks in the game world. Mm. That you get to see. So like that's in. That, I would I would love to hear the conversations that they have when they're yeah. deciding what's in and what's out. Yeah, because I think if you pick any game in history, this is this is probably the top ten of games that will be the hardest to remake because there's just so mm-hmm. many aspects that are of their time. Yeah. Like the open world aspect, completely different. The t- battle is completely different. The start of the game is quirkiness, completely different of a different time. The characters are different. Everything's different. And even as we mentioned before, Colin I mentioned the scaling of getting to places where it's like foreground and background and you're kind of having to you know, jump to different areas. That's completely different these days. Yeah, it's literally ground up. It's. I was, uh, like as like Squares mentioned previously years ago that if they ever were to remake it, it, it would be a massive undertaking. It would take years and years and years. And I'm actually still surprised when you, all of that, like when you put all all of that into consideration, that it's actually even happening. It's. It's a. I wouldn't be surprised big, if they. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they had some very loose, very ethereal idea at the time that they did actually eventually want to do this, but they were just trying to like I think it was inevitable, dip their, yeah. Dip their toe in the water and be like, hey, if we ever did do this, it would it would take a really long time, you know, yeah. just kind of like prepping prepping us a little bit, getting us warmed up for the mm-hmm. for the inevitable wait. Um, but yeah, I get, it wouldn't surprise me at all if like the demo that we're seeing today, like the pieces of that, you know, you, we don't know. In the very, very back rooms of Square Enix, they could have been working on this in little chunks since the the tech demo for on PS3 ages and ages ago, you know, just living in the back end of their system or the back end of their uh, database as a few files here and then a few things get tinkered with there and then suddenly we have this uh, Unreal Engine demo that we see today. Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot to digest and it's too. There's so many things to talk about, but there's so much that's still un, still unknown that it's. Yeah, it'll be what? a topic oh. we come back to. Yeah, you know. we'll come back to it a lot. But... <laughs> we'll have a lot of time to come back to it, I guess. Yeah. One thing we didn't touch on too much is um, how do you guys feel about the quality of the graphics that we saw in the demo? Or maybe not the quality since it's still early footage in some respects, but I mean, do you like the do you like the art direction that they're going with? Do you like the way that the Absolutely. characters yeah. are looking today? I was, I was glad they didn't go down the Advent Children route. I think that's a bit more hmm. tonally kind of I don't know, damp and kind of cloud was kind of made seem different to what I would have imagined him from seven. And I was thinking as well. Yeah, I did notice that there was like a fog over Avid Children. I mean, a literal fog because like the weather was foggy that entire movie, but also just the way it it was. How did you describe it? That just then, Adam, like kind of a damp and not dark. (laughs) Yeah, damp. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's 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 like this depressing kind of like oh geez it's like the rain it's been raining for five days that's how it feels in that yeah, entire cloud movie. was yeah. a little bit moany and stuff so i was thinking if they were going to keep any semblance oh. of the quirkiness in this game they couldn't go down that stylistic route of Advent children they yeah. had to kind of brighten up a little bit more and you know i'm glad they have done actually i really like the look of it at the moment mm-hmm. i think barrett still i really like kind of like the way barrett looked in Advent children so it's taken me a little while longer to get used to him but I think Cloud looks pretty on point. Yeah, the character redesigns are going to be interesting to see how much they because Barrett right. is very different. Yeah, he is very different. So Cloud is very, very different. different. Even even 
even down to even down to some of his accessories like he's wearing sunglasses in the demo i yeah. thought that was a little weird mm-hmm. of course you know it is it is possible i guess that maybe they don't have um the exact look of his eyes or his face down pat so you know maybe they're I mean, they really could be just covering part of it because they're like, oh, we don't really have Barry in a place where we're confident and mm. ready to show him to the masses yet. So, but yeah, it was cool to see um, Jesse Biggs and Wedge. It's going to be cool to see you know everybody. Don Corneo, what does he look like these days? Um, <laughs> what does what does Marlene look like? What does uh, Rufus look like? <laughs> it just you I think yeah, I think actually Mar- I think the whole Mar- list. I think Marlene will be expanded upon quite a lot. I think she'll be. I a- hope so. Mm-hmm more central to the story i think the next well they have to do something to blow up the midgar section of the game and make it you know last more than whatever it is eight hours nine hours yeah i think the next huge reveal for the game is going to include like it's just going to include like the hair of sephiroth or like the back like his back shoulders (laughs) it's not going to show it's like they're just not going to show him anything It'll pretty much just be his hair passing yeah, his shoulder down, down to the blade, pretty much, I imagine. Yeah, they're not going to show... It'll, it'll just be like that same iconic fire scene. You know what would be really crazy, and I don't think it's going to happen in this day and age, but if if you think back to like the marketing... Can't, okay, well, none of us were really like aware of the game at this <laughs> time, but like the marketing campaign for the original game, like there were totally characters and events and things that... You know, obviously the whole game wasn't told through commercials leading up to the release, so it, 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 this is never going to happen. But I think it would be really ballsy on Square's part to not show Sephiroth until the game comes out. Yeah, just, like, he's just conspicuously absent from all the marketing materials, and then it I is. Just, like, yeah, I think and that's. I actually like, think he's going to be very last minute. He's, or, I think they'll show him right before the game comes out. But I, I think so. yeah, I, it's a, it, yeah, it will parallel the game because there is in the original game there is such a. You are really waiting to see Sephiroth. Yeah, I mean, they... they so I, much. Yeah, they honestly could just do, like, a character reveal like Street Fighter's been doing with for their new game. Like, since everybody knows these iconic characters and there's, some, there's enough companions that you have, they honestly could just do a character reveal for, like, each trailer leading up to the release of the first game. And yeah, then just have, like, have Sephiroth just be, like, the final... Well, actually, it depends on where how they cut off the episode because he doesn't show off he doesn't show up that much he's in a flashback while you're still in midgar i think like you you see he's um, in the flashback in leave midgar where it shows cloud when he yeah when he's yeah when they're in what's when they first go to nibelheim Nibelheim, yeah but you also see him at the on the top floor of the shinra building too he's in that top office right and then he gets, he gets away at the last God, second. Yeah, actually, I want to no, see the doctor. I can't remember. Do you view. see him? I know you. The the knife or the the big sword is in the back of the. Uh, you. See I really feel. I really feel like you. No, do. you I don't. Him. I don't really? think you do. Like I just no. played through that part. You you see the you see him slumped over with the, yeah, you the don't president know. with the sword in him, and you yep. know that Sephiroth's been there, and they mention uh, it, but you don't get to see okay. him. You only actually see him properly. Well, you see him properly, and then a few minutes later, you see the iconic in the flames thing. Yeah, so he could just be totally that. Actually, then they shouldn't show him at all if they're going to be yeah, ba- primary. If it's going to be mainly Midgar awesome. and, hell. and lead. Well, they, actually, if they did Midgar and they had you go to Nibelheim and then lead up to that, because that's kind of where the story they, really they, starts to kind of kick yeah. off. Off at that point, then mm. you could just have it end with just a just a slight teaser of Sephiroth at the end of the <laughs> first episode. That'd be sick. That'd be really oh, cool. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Yeah, I just think it'd be really ballsy on their part to do that. And I would, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. I would love that. I would love if we don't see Sephiroth or Genova or, or 
yeah, it's just even a bunch of side characters like Vincent. It'd be cool to not know what Vincent looks like until you find him in the game. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah just a thought. Great. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you guys. I think I, I, I really, really like the direction of the game. I, there's not a, there's not a single thing artistically that I really took issue with. I mean, you're gonna have slight changes to character models. I think Cloud looks really, really faithful to his original artwork. Barrett, you know, Barrett has yeah, a few I, different clothing. He's turned into Mr. T. Yeah, and I've seen people <laughs> complaining about Cloud's arms and stuff. I'm like, that, I think that literally is. <laughs> most on-point representation like of what he would look like. Oh, I think so, yeah. too, yeah. I mean, I He's mean, not a big guy at he's all. He's not a big guy. He's like, yeah, his arms are small, but, you know, they're defined, and he's, you know, he's not... Oh, I, I he's not, yeah, he's not huge. With, um, the people in F Final Fantasy VII only ever do squats anyway, so they never use... Of course. <laughs> that that minigame better be still there. <laughs> of course it is. If the Don Corneo thing is in it, the squats will be in it. <laughs> I'm always willing to look past stuff like that, like the little intricacies of his, his muscle tone and his arm size, because it's like... All oh, this is the internet. That no, it's like... <laughs> no, but all you're really basing that on, all the all they're basing it on is really just there's that piece of concept art, you know, that the classic one with with mm-hmm. Cloud as kind of a more of a cartoony character where he's hoisting the Buster Sword over his back and he's got, you know, he, even in that art, it's just it's it's low detail. The mm-hmm. arms are drawn a certain way there, but we are looking at. I mean, this was 1997. There were limitations in how how you could convey what the artist has in his mind or what Tetsuya Nomura had in his mind as Cloud Strife onto paper and into the game. I mean, who's to say that this Cloud, this new one, might be the most accurate representation all along? Like the one that yeah. he always wanted to make, the one that he always wanted to convey. Mm-hmm. Actually, I would want to see character model comparisons of Cloud in this most recent trailer, but also Cloud in the trailer for Super Smash Brothers. Because he's going to be coming to that, which still I have no idea how that even is a thing. That makes absolutely no sense. But whatever. <laughs> he, was, he wasn't in PlayStation All Stars. He wasn't in PlayStation All Stars. Right. But damn it, he's there with the Smash Brothers. Yeah, costume. he's in a game under a brand that he's never been a part of in any right. And Advent Children was even released under Sony Pictures, so it's like. Yeah, it's really peculiar. How does this make any sense? But. They're gonna sell a ton of games because of that. Yeah, true that. But well, I guess he's, he if it's uh, Final Fantasy the, the remake is gonna be coming out first to PlayStation Four. Mm-hmm. But will that even? I can Wow, could that even come out on Wii U? Or that could come out on the? Isn't there? Oh, no, Nintendo's no, having a new. Nintendo. People are there's like rumors that the either just the same PC port that just came to PS4 yeah. will come to. Wii U or NX, and also that the remake might come to. This will be on, on the NX. I yeah, think. I was gonna I say NX would be. I'm not gonna say it's fair bet, but I think it will, it will. Yeah, NX will have come out by then for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's what I've heard. They're so industry leading chips. It's definitely gonna be good. They're gonna put the remake on on everything they possibly can. It's gonna be on Xbox. Yeah. It's gonna be on PC. It's gonna be exactly because again we can't. Like God, do you imagine? I can't imagine the mods on this game. the mods on the remake. <laughs> oh God! I'm gonna bring it back to block arms. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, just trying to think of that. Like remake, it's just gonna be a remake mod that like yeah. reverts it back to. Oh yes. <laughs> this I was trying to think of like a hyper realistic looking cloud with the blocky character model. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait. But it's talking about the same thing about the goofiness and the stuff, or and the main story elements was uh, uh, Red Thirteen's grandfather. 
Like, mm. that's totally goofy and weird, but it's, like, that's a vital character in terms of, like, some of the story or how they get to from one place to another. You could easily write that out and do a different thing, I guess. Mm. But, I th- like, how, how, I guess, how would you think that they would treat that? Because he's, he's their kind of main go-to into kind of discovering what's happening in the world, and he's the uh, historian of the world. Mm, yeah, no, true. Um, like you said, yeah. what you've been saying is that Final Fantasy VII is so... It's got so much humor and quirkiness to it. Thankfully, it's crazy. It is pretty crazy, but thankfully they won't be getting to that kind of the finer points of Red 13 for a while. So, it's thankfully, true. I don't think we have to speculate because I haven't got a clue actually how they're going to treat that. Because mm-hmm. mm. he's got a pretty cool. Well, I guess that's the same thing as uh, how much they're going to leave in, how much they're going to leave out. If you want to do, yeah. like the character missions, pretty much, like for the each companion. Because like Red Thirteen's got some. He's got, he's got like options of background. Yeah, he's got well. like an optional kind of background about like his family and all that kind of stuff. And it's like that's that's stuff that's really cool, but that's also totally unnecessary if you're trying to get a game out. Yeah. So then, same with like Yuffie and oh. Red Thirteen will be an interesting. Uh, I'm curious to see he's he's such a, an interesting character from a design perspective, being you know quadrupedal and and, mm-hmm. and being a wolf. <laughs> or just oh a yeah, dog, this creature that's so vastly different from everybody else. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I I remember now that his 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 English voice in Advent Children was kind of like a really deep sort of gravelly wise sort of thing, wasn't it? Yeah, I kind of. He remember. had like a older Japanese man's voice. I don't remember the dub though. <laughs> for him, for his voice. Yeah, yeah so. the it, the voice acting thing is interesting too. Because I, I, to be honest, I was really surprised that we were here hearing that trailer in English. Like, what? Oh yeah, is this? Like, that's, that's like the, yeah, game, like the yeah. yeah, exactly. I, lot, I imagine a lot of that is uh, placeholder still. Like, I like. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you can see it in the way the. Yeah, the models didn't match at all. Yeah, the models didn't match yeah. at all, really. But Cloud and Barrett, I would, I mean, those are two voices where it's like you don't want to, you don't want to have them be in English in a trailer unless you're ready to have them be in English. Like we're okay if Jesse or Biggs or Wedge, their voices change, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like the first time you have Cloud speak, I guess, I guess it wouldn't surprise me if if whoever those voice actors are, that is who they've picked. But yeah. then uh, who's? I mean, the the, the, larger, the, the one who did is the, the the more the fat one, the rotund one. I thought, I thought he said wedge in the. I can't remember. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think he yeah, called think, him yeah. wedge. Yeah. His his voice was the one that was like really weird in the trailer. Yeah. Like, almost was, like robotically strange. I'm like, oh, okay, that's clearly not. But the voice, it, yeah. I don't know the name of the actor, but the voice actor who was Barrett is he's a very prominent uh, anime yeah, dub, like for English. He's yeah, well, yeah, he's. He's in that. He's in every like so many. Like he's in everything oh. that you see in any kind of anime dubs. I didn't realize that we knew who they who they were already. Or did you just recognize? I just the... recognized it from you. I don't I know. Don't, I don't know yeah, his I, name, but he's in everything. I think we do know. Yeah, I think the guy who's doing Cloud's voice has done Cloud's voice for a while. He sounded like Advent Children Cloud. Like I think it's, it he is. sounded exactly like that. So it's and he's well, I mean, same with Dissidia and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I would for sure. And I'm guessing that's most of the cast. It was just interesting that the the Bar- the choice for Barrett wasn't the same as the one in. Uh, Advent children. Mm. So I mean that was just an interesting thing, but yeah. So I mean, I would like to see how many of those people are going to be the same. I mean, you're different. I'm sure most, the vast majority of people aren't going to care or even notice. 
once the game comes out if they're the same as Advent Children or not. But and also it's been ten years, so I'd be surprised. Yeah, the cool thing is that this is one aspect of the game where they're less likely to disappoint people because there just weren't voices in the original. That's so true. Yeah, they do have yeah. Some, freedom, some artistic liberty there. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of this: how much Sephiroth talked in Advent Children. Well, he talks in I mean, Kingdom Hearts too, so they have the Kingdom Hearts voice actor that they could use. Yeah, in Kingdom Hearts two, it is the same voice actor yeah. for for all of the. Uh, Final Fantasy Seven crossover characters. Yeah, and that was a good pick. I think one, it was, one, it was Lance Bass from Insync, but in two, <laughs> it was. Uh, I, I think Kevin James version. should voice Sephiroth. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> no. so, give it the Paul Blart treatment. You know. The <laughs> Oh, All right. God. Well, you've officially disqualified yourself from any further Final uh, Fantasy stuff. So Ernest and I are in the background. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> you guys can go watch Advent Children. You're on the bench. Or Paul Blart mock, mock up too if you want to. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the trailer looked amazing. I thought it was a great, great showing. It was a great surprise to have for that. Yeah. There's a lot to Goosebumps, go for, yeah. but. Actually, and I heard as well, even when Cloud jumps on the train, it's all kind of in real time. You can move the camera around, and it's not mm -hmm. just like That's a little scripted kind of thing, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, it's that, going to be exciting true. to see. And same with like the battle system, how the bosses are going to be treated and all that stuff. We'll just have to wait and see on that. But A lot more questions than there are answers. Yeah, the best, part. best moment of the keynote for me, for sure. I, yeah. I would say. Neo Kuni is great. Very close second, but like this was kind of Ace the, combat. The highest energy moment, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Ace. Yeah. So that was cool, too. But, you know. I guess the moral of the story for now for the podcast is that just don't freak out just yet on things that be you're worried about. There'll be time to freak out. Don't there'll be, worry. They, there'll be plenty. There will, yeah. be, there will be missteps. Yeah. I guarantee There's going to be a lot. But, but in terms of the episodic so thing. Yeah. We'll talk about it again. So yeah, that's true. Oh, I'll, I'll be ready. <laughs> but for the episodic thing, there's Not for me, there's yet. a lot more positive going for that motivation than there are negatives. But it depend. It all depends on how they deal with it. Now they deal with the pricing in the future, how big the games are going to be. There's too many variables right now to even worry about it. Mm -hmm. Just let that go forward and go with it. Yeah, happy with the art Corneo's in it. Yep. Could be happy to see cross-dressing cloud in the future. Get my silk dress back on, my blonde wig, my sexy perfume, which you make with the digestive, of course. Yeah, uh, and a bit of makeup. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that scene with all like the naked men or like the muscle-bound men. They have they want to take a bath with you in the. Yep. Oh god, I remember oh, playing. <laughs> yeah, I remember playing through recently and just like thinking about how if the, how that was like. Oh my god, I can't even imagine the kind of scene. I do hope they keep that kind of quirkiness in it but and take God. this to the bank Marlene will be more in it a lot more prominently and so will Zach Zach for sure you. yeah on that note so thank you guys for this robust conversation rotund like wedge rotund like or big wedge. it's wedge though I think it is wedge I think it's wedge should be wedge it is wedge bigs is too obvious yeah see I keep forgetting because in Thomas <laughs> 10 they're just like two carbon copies of each other so it's like you kind of, I kind of forget which is the returned one. <laughs> but yeah, I no, think okay. this it is, is wedge. It is wedge. <laughs> but this is yeah, good conversation on this, and I think we covered a lot of things that a lot of people were concerned about, and probably raised more concerns in our <laughs> conversation by thinking about it more. It's only because we care. That's true. Well, all of us except for Ernest. 
I there's care. Time that, there's time for that. It's only ten dollars, Ernest. You have the disc. You have the disc. <laughs> <laughs> you have the disc. Actually, I, I watched. What? I watched the Advent Children Special Edition. Uh, oh, whatever. Extra. I know what you, happened. You don't I'll know. Play you it. don't know. I don't. I actually don't because a lot of the conversation. I was like, oh, I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> all, I, all I know is about is my yuffies and my Vincents. <laughs> Yo, my yuffie, clouds, strifts, and all that stuff. So Ernest is gonna go play Final Fantasy VII. We're yeah, gonna have. I'm gonna go play it. We mean there's a roughly forty percent chance he'll play it before the remake comes out. <laughs> Yeah, Is but... that a bet? Are we taking bets here? Hmm. Do we have our the... first show bet? Do we have our first uh, PlayStation fix? Uh, put it on the board. Yeah, what, the what, board. Are, what are we going to bet? What do we got to figure out what we only, bet? First and only Final Fantasy game I ever like completed was Final Fantasy 13, and a big reason why is because I had a friend. Who was <laughs> studying abroad? He was studying abroad for a year in Japan, and he said, "I am going to play that game and beat it before you. I bet you won't even beat it. I'll finish okay. it before I come back." And I was like, "Oh, that's a bet you're on." And I finished it. I don't know what the forfeit will be, but if you don't pay it by E3, my conviction is so strong on this that I'm going to say I'm going to put my bet on the board, and I'm going to say Ernest does not finish FF7. Before oh. the remake comes out, oh. <laughs> before the remake, the remake. That's like, like a whole. That's at least a year, right? I just don't. And think you have to use. Don't think you're gonna play it from start to finish. I think you're gonna be. Just the remake like is gonna be like two years, go, two and a half. You got like two and a half years to play Final Fantasy VII. I can't I've, play the PS4 version because. Am I allowed that. to use a guide? Yes. No, not, not if you're not if no, you're not, not for the two and a half, yeah, year, not for the two and a half one. Well, man, what? Well, I'll see you at E three, Ernest. There's there's the marker. Okay, <laughs> I'll finish by E three. You have Final Fantasy seven by E three. If we don't, there'll be some forfeit. I don't know. It might be beer induced. I'm not sure. We'll see. <laughs> beer induced forfeit, and then my bet goes on the board. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we'll see if Ernest can finish Final Fantasy seven by E three. My God. <laughs> All right, so this has been episode eight of PlayStation Fix, talking exclusively on Final Fantasy VII. We're going to have a lot more to talk about in the future, don't you worry, on this game. It's a multi-part so series. So yeah, it is a multi-part series. Our episodic, if you will. Yeah, but <laughs> thank you all for joining me in this, as we, just, as we decided, rotund conversation. <laughs> so if you guys have any comments or concerns or additions to what we talked about, please leave them in the comments below. And feel free to share them, because then, then we can get an opportunity to opportunity to address them in the future. Because not only is this a conversational podcast for us, it's a conversation with you all, and we want you part of it. That we do. All right. Well, thanks you all for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. High, f- high five. Great job, guys. <laughs>